I have an extra spring to my step. Maybe because the end is near, Craig. I'm not so sure. As we hit episode 140, Cool Button Hockey Podcast. For those of our vintage, the late, great Don Meredith. Turn out the lights. The party's over. That's all the words that I know. And he's singing Willie Nelson because you know what? Turn out the lights. The party's over. It's got to be a separated shoulder for Matthew. Good for his battle level. You remember when Gabe Landeskog was skating around and people, they had the clip on Twitter and they say, here's Gabe Landeskog. Oh, he looks good out there. Looks good out there. I thought of Craig about scouting. Looks good out there. He's just missing the crutch. Next day they announced season ending surgery might affect the following year. I see Matthew Kachuk in warm up. By the way, no S, warm up. And he can't even shoot and stick handle. Somehow they juice him up. Somehow he plays. Craig, A for effort, but it's obviously not there. I don't know if you've been through this before. They tried, but Vegas is just that much better. I agree with you. I think that they are better. And, you know, their depth is really wearing down the, the Florida Panthers. I mean, it, it, you got Matthew Kachuk. Paul Maurice talked about it after game four. That we were hoping to try to get him in some situations, the power play specifically, where, you know, he could give us a little bit more. But, I mean, he, here's one of the biggest challenges with a with shoulder injury. So you, you, you can give him, you know, relief, numb it up and everything, but you got to be really careful how much you numb it up. Because Matthew Kachuk is a thoroughbred, and thoroughbreds want to run. And so if, 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 it's, if it's frozen up too much, he, he might do more damage. He needs to feel like the, the lack of movement and the lack of thing. And you're trying to do the best you can without putting him at any further, uh, you know, physical risk. But it's too bad. I mean, Matthew hurt his hand last year versus the Edmonton Oilers in the Battle of Alberta series. And, you, you know, we know how impactful he is. And he's going to try his best. I mean, he did have a really good scoring chance in that game in the first period that, you know, again, you, you think about Aiden Hill getting right over there, all six foot six of them, but it's really, it, 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 it's disappointing for Matthew. It's disappointing for the Florida Panthers, but you know, the depth, four lines, six defensemen, it's just, it, it's showing its way now. And, and that's where you get to in a series. And certainly Bobrovsky has been phenomenal and, it's not a matter of who is going to win. It's just a matter of when they are going to win, in my view. You know, it's the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I'd love to see them win on Tuesday night in Vegas because I want to see the Vegas Golden Knights party, partying in the fountains of Vegas. <laughs> not the one. It was great when the Caps did it. Chandler Stevenson might be able to show the way because he was with the Caps when they won the Cup in Vegas in 2018. <laughs> and hopefully... I was going to start this today on the pod, and I guess I will. And then on the shows in Vegas, six years, two trips to the final. I think a standing, rousing ovation for the commissioner is due, and maybe it'll start ending, you know, the so outdated, whatever reason, lockout booingness we've had. Like, let's move past it for the sake of enjoying the ceremony. And since you're at home, should be easier to, you know, if there's a smattering of whatever, and then enjoy the consmite presentation. You know what I mean? You're at home, like without Gary and Bill, and I'm talking about Foley, there is no team. Like how ironic when they boo him and say Buffalo, no Gary, no team, you know? And I know it's just kind of a, a mob mentality of, you know, whatever it is. 
uh, but it's so 2000 and I don't know, eight. It, it, it's, it would be something Vegas plays, plays well, wins the cup and have the ceremony. And you and I, we've watched ceremonies together, like over the years, back to back, seeing it. And we watch it with a tear in our eye. You've gone through it yourself. I feel for the kid, the mother, the brother, then the trainer, you're like everyone, you know what I mean? On the, from Ray Bork on the way down. And I'm with you. It's going to happen. 36 and one 42 Leafs. That's eons of generations ago. And the Florida Panthers are banged up from Gudis to Lusterinen, all those kinds of things. And Vegas can feel it. Remember the, the, the five guys that struggled for whatever reason, Stevenson, Stone, Howden, um, and I was on Wa and, um, or not Wa on Hagen's um, White Cloud. White you know, Cloud. they were all on for all those goals. What did they do? Right away, the early statement. What a play by White Cloud. The delay, they catch Ekblad on, you know, and I don't think Kachuk changes under normal circumstances. The puck is, is in his spot where he's kind of has to force a play, but he left and then Ekblad left and that let Stevenson break away and, you know, what a start for, for Vegas. And, you know, they were off and running. They were, they got a lot of guys doing a lot of good things, Craig. And you've got Florida now that can't even piece together two really good scoring lines. And, and Paul knows that, you know, that as well. They're trying the effort. I give them a plus for effort, right, Craig? Well, they are trying and, they, and that effort is, is right there and you wouldn't expect anything less, you know, you know, Paul put together the Lundell, Barkoff, Reinhardt line, which were, which was really good. Knowing that you don't have a healthy Matthew Kachuk, right? I mean, he got Eric Stahl some more minutes. He 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 used uh, Colin White some more. But when you're when you're going deeper into your lineup, you're you're not just you're, it's not just who you lose. You're also asking players to do more than they're capable of doing. And I mean, you look at the Vegas Gold Knights. It's just I, I I keep saying this about the one two three four one two three four rinse and repeat. Their lines don't change. Their defense pairings don't change. They're not hurt. They're not banged up. I mean, we know that no team is a hundred percent, but I mean that that becomes something really difficult to to overcome. And you know, the Vegas Gold Knights. I want to go back to I want to go back to uh, expansion. I want to go back to Gary. And you know, I I feel this on a regular basis and. What what I've come to, Steve, is I don't really pay attention to so many people that just don't understand how important Gary Bettman has been to the uh, to the National Hockey League and to the health of the National Hockey League and to the benefit of of everybody in the National Hockey League. Is the next perfect commissioner will be the first perfect commissioner? But when you look at where the game is today, with respect to uh, revenues, when you look at thirty two teams, when you look at you know, the, the interest in the game. And yeah, there's always going to be naysayers and everything, but you know, Steve, I, I, I'm just staying away from the negative, negative people. I don't care about the negative people. People are still trying to fight a war that happened many years ago. You know, I ask this question all the time. People say, Oh, Gary, you know, with the pandemic, nobody knew what the hell they were doing when the pandemic came. Nobody did. It was something new for all of us. So you manage it and everything. And I had this discussion with a few people in the last 10 days. Well, you know, the, the sorry, I call it the pandemic CBA. They agreed to it. So if, if you really wanted it, like by the CBA, the salary cap would have been 60 million because revenues were down so far. And what would have that done to the players? What would have that done to everybody? Like, you know, everybody takes just a narrow slice, right? And goes, oh yeah, this is the way it is. So bottom line is, Gary Bettman, Bill Daly, and what Gary has done since he took over in the league has been outstanding. And all the people that want to criticize and be negative, 
You know what I say to them? Go, go scream at the clouds. Go scream at the clouds. And if you don't like it, get out of the game, get out of the business. Because the business that we're all involved in, because of Gary Bettman and, and the owners and everybody at the game, has been tremendous. And I'm happy to be part of it. Oh, well said. I mean, Gary in and out of the pandemic was, speaking of A or A pluses, and now people are going to carve the little section that said, well, yeah. you know, they had to have the escrow. Yeah, they had to have the escrow was the, the debt figure of allowing the players to make as much of Connor didn't make 12.5 million. There were other things in play as opposed to going back to 05, 06 when we were at 39 million and had to start again. And even back then, the delusionalism of some players of towing the company company line of not ever believing what was coming. It's a different league. You can look at other leagues, but then that's not your comparable. And if you talk about businesses and the way this has been run since February 1st, 93, Craig, you and I have said this before. I wish other businesses, I wish countries were run like this. You know what I mean? Think about, think about the Canada savings bonds in the bank if, if countries were managed like this. And this escrow is almost gone. And then the players will be debt-free. They can decide if they want to blend in the next year or just pay it off. And then here we go. Because he said the, the number was over $6 billion. So that's just going to grow. And when Arizona gets figured out, and there's another new Canadian television deal done, and TNT and ESPN have done outstanding stuff. And it's just going to, this train is chugging. This train is not Silver Streak. It's not crashing into the Chicago Cranes train station, right, Richard Pryor? This thing is, it's moving along. And other than Arizona, and I just think it's people who don't know or take a sliver of their issue. If you're the agent, you're like, well, you know, it doesn't work for me as much. When we shut down the league, the Vancouver Canucks payroll was $44 million. $44 million. People were in that kind of range. We've It's doubled now, right? We go from entry level into Cole Caulfield money. Getzlaff and Perry started it. Like, there is no perfect system, like you said. So what Like what do you want? You know, Carlo Koliakovo, God love him, the luxury tax. Eight teams need to stop a luxury tax. Why would we have just gone through this? And why would Columbus and Carolina and Arizona and Buffalo and Ottawa, what, to give the Rangers and the Leafs another unfair advantage? Come on. Like, just please take a breath and enjoy the flowers around us. We've had a great season. We've had a, like, it's just, and the hockey is so good. Remember that spurt last game? I think Chris Cuthbert said we're like, they blew through two or three TV timeouts. It was unbelievable. I'm watching this going, it's great. And because you watch the minor midgets and you watch the juniors and you watch the U18s, that's where it all starts. And look what's coming up the pipe, you know, and the negativity is always be there with the naysayers. Can we enjoy a moment that has one issue, Arizona, and then everything else? That's why I said about the booing, just stop it. Start a new trend in Vegas because you've done such a great job. 10,000 people show up to watch practice. Like you guys got something going on there. How about you start where, you know, enjoy the moment. I think it's going to happen on Tuesday and they've earned and deserved it, Craig. We've said it. They, they went out and did it and they, it, it started with being bold. And you know what? Let's have the fans be bold and say, way to go. Thank you very much. Six years. It's gone very well in the desert. Yeah, a salute, you know, a salute uh, uh, to, to to what you to what you birthed, what you birthed in Vegas. It, it's phenomenal. Well, let me just see. 
So the NHL says, we're going to Vegas. And, oh, the Oakland Raiders, where did they show up? Vegas. Oh, the Oakland A's, where are they trying to get to? Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, Gary has no vision. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, tell me. Yeah, the, despite all the all the facts that are out there, you're just going to ignore them. I get it, right? And, again, there's been, and I'll finish with this, just on Gary. There's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be situations. You, you, you got a big league in different markets with different scenarios. So, you know, I've said it many times, and, and, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll call out the people in Canada that want to jump on Gary Bettman. Montreal, Ottawa, Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, teams that he supported, like, with everything he had to make sure. There would be no team in Calgary or Edmonton or Ottawa. There would be no team back in Winnipeg without Gary Bettman. So everybody can, and, and nobody in Canada wanted to buy the Montreal Canadiens in 2001. Mr. George Gillette from Vail, Colorado, came in to, to save the day. So you know what? Everybody in Canada owes a debt of gratitude to Mr. Gary Bettman. And you want to you wanna argue with me on it? Send it to my, uh, you know, go to my spam because I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> anyway, Vegas, bold. Bill Foley. You know, we all, I, I should, I, I think we can all pretty much say that when Bill Foley said, I want to win the Stanley Cup in six years, we're all kind of like, whoa, that's a pretty bold statement. But well, here he is six years later. You know, what other bold statement, Mr. Foley? I might, I might be, I might be buying whatever you're selling and everything. But I, I remember talking to George McPhee. He said, we were going to look at what could be, not what was, with respect to players. That was the bold, like, you know, that was different thinking. That was the way, we're not going to just try, we're, we're going out. That's how you get William Carlson. That's how you get Riley Smith and Jonathan Marchessault and Shea Theodore. That's how you get it. You know, I laugh. I laugh, I do. I may, I may have said this last week. You only have to lose one player in the expansion draft. The Florida Panthers lost two. <laughs> they lost two. The Minnesota Wild lost two. <laughs> like, how? How? When the rules were clearly written that said you only have to lose one player, how do you lose two? Like, it's unbelievable, Steve. And what the Vegas Gold Knights did and have done, they win the Stanley Cup. They win the Stanley Cup. Only Tampa Bay has been a more successful franchise, in my view, in the, in the time they entered the league in 2017. The only team that's been more successful if, when, when the Vegas Gold Knights win the Stanley Cup are the Tampa Bay Lightning. What does that tell you? And I would just add, only Tampa then, Colorado, Washington, and St. Louis, right, would have nothing to be embarrassed about. And the other groups might sit there and say, and, and this is going to be a perfect segue when we're done the cup final into the silly season. Because this is going to say, what are you doing, dot, 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 New York Rangers? What are you doing, dot, 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 Toronto Maple Leafs? What are you doing, dot, 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 Winnipeg Jets? You want to be scared and be really, really conservative? You can get into some big-time trouble. And those teams have decisions. They have good players, and they're each sexy topics that we'll get into inside our silly season. But before we leave the final... I don't know if you want to get into the late game shenanigans. That's another 10 minute misconduct for Matthew. Um, he left the penalty box. Was that officially an altercation for Alex Petrangelo? Is the box different than 
leaving the bench. I don't know if that's, you know, splitting hairs. For me, I just want to give the love to William Carlson, Jonathan Marcius, so we can go on and on and down the lineup. You know, I made a comment on the show about having White Cloud and Haig on at 251 late up in the game when they were just on. It was a perfect change situation. You got a timeout and go back. In the same situation the next game, basically Petrangelo uh, and Martinez almost closed it out until the penalty. So they were on probably when they when they should have been and then shut the door for the craziness of the of the 17.4 seconds. But a lot of people are doing the little things and the big things and the luxury of having Eichel, Stevenson, Carlson, Nicholas Waugh um, down the middle. That's uh, I want to give them some love. I, I think Marcia so has won the con smite. I, I don't know if anyone's in second now because of everything he's done at even strength, the goals. Um, if anyone is in second place, Craig, like if, it, if it happens, can anyone steal it from him on game five? Like, I don't know if anybody's can do enough in one game to win it. Just looking at the betting lines and mathematics. You're the actuary. You're the economics major. Uh, well, it's my eye. Marcia so to me is a Conn Smythe trophy winner. You know, it's it's what he's done. He's got four goals in the Stanley Cup final. He's on a point streak. He, he's been dangerous. I mean, he ran one off the crossbar in game four that would have, that would have given him his fifth goal in, in the Stanley Cup final. So it's not so much. You know when you win, you have lots of players that have played very well and, and certainly some players that are worthy of consideration. But Jonathan Marcia so is a I'm going to I'm just going to say, you know, the game ended. Therefore, Alex Petrangelo is allowed to leave the penalty box. Okay. Alex Petrangelo did nothing wrong. And you know what? Emotions of a game get all kicked into gear. They got it all under control. Move on. That's the way it works. <laughs> um, sometimes it's much to do about nothing. And remember, there's a difference between pushing and shoving and uh, leaving the bench on purposes, on purpose for starting an altercation, of which is a fight when we talk about late game shenanigans so that is where we stand right now three games to one vegas everything on their side we don't know at this second if matthew is going to dress i'm going to assume that he is and he's going to give it a go because that's the warrior that he is but the panthers are on a wounded left shoulder and are hanging on now by the hairs of their chinny chin chins i don't know what you Define as a crisis. I could read the Webster's dictionary version for the kids out there. What's a dictionary? What's a thesaurus? No, they see it online, Craig. I'm sure they're using it online. So the Winnipeg Jets, Pierre Luc Dubois, Connor Hellebuck, Mark Shifley, and Blake Wheeler. If it was you, if you were an advisor or ran the ship, is it time all four must go? Well, I mean, I, you know, saying must go, I, I, I don't think is the is the way that I would be I'd be approaching this. Uh, you know, th this is a team that has, in my view, has talent. It's a team that with, with these players have shown a capability, but clearly something is, is not working. And you know, whether it be Paul Maurice stepping down and saying they need another voice, Rick Bone is coming in and you know saying how frustrated he was from February on. You know, you got lots of you got lots of evidence of 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 for reasons to make change. Now, a number one goaltender, a best caliber goaltender like Connor Hellbuck, 
anybody that wants to say he must go, like, sorry, not happening on my watch. You know, listen, he, we know players have said that, you know, I'm not so sure I want to sign an extension. But what does that mean? What does that mean? Does that mean that you don't, you're definitely out of here? Does that mean we're going to wait to see what you're doing here? We want to understand. Listen, the Winnipeg Jets and Rick Bonus has touched on it. They got to make some changes. And, you know, try to find a number one goalie. I, I think if, if you're looking at those four players moving out, three of them, four of them, two of them, right? Like, you know, you, you better be how you're maneuvering it the other way, right? Like, where are you going? Pierre-Luc Dubois is a unique player. Where do you find players like that? So if you ask me where I'd be looking to move players, it'd be on 55 and 26. That's where I'd be moving first. And I'd be, and I quite frankly believe that they dithered last summer. They made the big mistake. I, I think the big mistake they made, Kevin Shoveldayoff made, was not moving Blake Wheeler out. And it has nothing to do with Blake Wheeler as a player. It has everything to do with what transpired, which we all found out about. And, and, and hindsight is beneficial here. But when they took away the captaincy, how can that not sting for a player? Like you basically told the guy that's been your captain, you're not worthy of being captain anymore. We don't want you to be captain anymore. How are you supposed to feel as a player? There's only like, it stings, it hurts. You know, Blake Wheeler's been a good player. He's been, he's been a proud player. And, and he's not going to be any less. When, when, when you make that decision, sorry, you made the wrong decision and not moving him out. You can't have that scenario play out in your organization. You can't. You just can't. And to me, that was the big mistake. And no kidding, Blake Wheeler is going to be frustrated and others are going to be. We got all these young players that came into the organization. Who was their captain, Steve? It was Blake Wheeler. So now you're telling everybody in the organization, oh, yeah, by the way, the captain isn't the captain anymore because we don't want him to be captain, whatever the reasons were. And uh, But you guys go leave. Like, I mean, like, come on. Like, like if that's leadership, I'm talking about from Kevin Chalvea, absolutely, like, you get an F. You get an F for leadership. That was the mistake. And I think he's got himself in a massive pickle here. Because this could be a full rebuild. It could be. It's it's interesting to analyze many ways it could swing. Because if you start one by one and you've been through it. Now, we're not normally a sign-and-trade league. But there would be options there if you found Pierre-Luc Dubois' trading partner or Connor Hellebuck's, if that would be a Detroit or a New Jersey or a Los Angeles. I mean, look at Blake Wheeler. you got to swallow some salary. He's got all the cards. And then what about L.A.? And you try to split the eight million and say, oh, if LA has Blake Wheeler as their third line right winger, that, that they might take that for one year, or maybe back to Boston. I'm trying to put a guy in a realistic spot where he's going to go and he's going to have a chance to win. So then, or you just buy him out, right, and and suck that up, which is always a possibility. But you eat money, and you know Winnipeg has been a bit more uh, frugal than other teams. If there was a trade with Montreal for Pierre Luc Dubois, he says he wants nine. Is that realistic? Could they do what Severson, Devils, and Columbus did, Craig? Do we, do we have more sign-and-trade options now with so many guys with a with a year left? Hunter Hellebuck, could it be L.A.? Could it be New Jersey? Are the teams saying, why, why would we do this now? We can just wait and get them next year you know, for free. Well, maybe if you chatted with them now, you'll have an idea if you could get them next year, and maybe the sign-and-trade is a, is a better option. I mean, 
This is really creative and this is really bold because you're right. These guys not on the team this year, what possible return could come in that would make the Jets as good as they were on paper last year? And if you're going to make a move, Craig, do you target a younger player and say, we could make it work with this guy? Or if it's Shifley and it's going to be to Namie, the, the, the team, we really target player X. I'm, I'm really curious how this goes. I'd rather try and fail than just have this stuff dissolve on its own. Like, I think this is time for really bold moves for the Winnipeg Jets. And if, if, a, if it is a rebuild, maybe that's better because if these guys aren't signing on a really good team that had issues anyway, <laughs> what did they win last year? They won a playoff game with, with Mark Stone returning for the first time and they were all brutal. And then after that, Vegas started to roll. So this Jets situation, it's a, a modern franchise altering moment, which whichever way this goes, Craig. So I got three things here. So this team in February was flirting with first overall in the Western Conference. So they had very, very clearly shown capability. And, and, and certainly Kevin, Kevin would look at it and go, geez, you know what? Like my belief paid off. But that, th- then we saw what ended up happening. And, and then we saw lots of frustration build. And I'm, it, it built with the coach. It built with players. I'm sure it built with Kevin. But now you're, you're moving forward. Mark Chipman, you know, talked about season tickets. They're not sold out anymore in Winnipeg. You know why they're not sold out anymore in Winnipeg? Because they don't like the team. They don't like the team. So it might be a situation where they're going to have to say to their, to their fan base, we're going in another direction. That's number one. And, and listen, I, I think Kevin Shovel-Gayoff is, is a good manager and everything. I just, I'm, I'm specifically going to that Blake Wheeler situation when they took away the captaincy. Just not, 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 not well done. Connor Hellebuck, how many teams have a goaltender better than Connor Hellebuck? <laughs> Five? Seven? Eight? All I know is Connor Hellebuck's available to be better paid on here, Luke Dubois, I'm paying him $9 million because he's that good. Bo Horvat, what did he just get? Who do I want? I love Bo Horvat. I love Pierre-Luc Dubois more, <laughs> okay? So if, if if that's the benchmark, if Bo Horvat's the benchmark, I'm paying Pierre-Luc Dubois $9 million to get him in my lineup. That guy is a winner. That guy cares. That guy makes a difference in the game. So, you know, yeah, Mark Shifley, one year left. He's highly talented. Blake Wheeler can help you for a year. I don't think there's any question those guys can help you. They're just not going to help the Winnipeg Jets move forward, though. So that's where Kevin has to has to make the hard decision. And, and you know, the franchise has to make a hard decision. So many other silly season topics, Craig, but we're not going to get them all today that include Patrick Law wants to coach again. Doesn't look like it'll be this year. Rangers. What are they doing? Tarasenko, Kane, trades, coaching situation, Calgary, Toronto. It is a it is a crazy time. The Shane Doan situation, is that a very big moment for Arizona hockey? Does this basically mean if Shane leaves on Arizona, is, is your mind convinced that there will not be a team in Arizona two years from now? Ah, that's that's speculation. Listen, it, it, if if your franchise is not going to be there because Shane Doan isn't there, you, you you shouldn't be there. 
Like, you don't roll off the carpet because one player, one person leaves. You know, like, like it did. It doesn't happen. Like, you know, we've seen lots of examples of that. Like when Scotty Bowman left and when Sam Pollock left the Montreal Canadiens, did they fold the franchise? <laughs> when Wayne Gretzky left the Edmonton Oilers, did they fold the franchise? Like, Touché. Touché. Like, yeah, like not, not happening. Listen, I think Shane and, and, and Brad Trey-Living have a good relationship and Shane, Shane is being offered an opportunity to do a lot more in hockey, in the hockey operations. And that, that opportunity you know, based on this happening, seem to not be there for it. So, you know, like Shane is, is somebody that's worked. His kids are a little bit older. He wants to be more involved. And, you know, I think it's a great hire. You know, we, Ryan Huska is going to be named the head coach of the Calgary Flames. He's been a head coach for 11 seasons, not a losing record. So now, you know, that's a nice, that's a nice hire for the, for the Calgary Flames. I think the key for, for Ryan is who you're going to surround yourself with. Get yourself some really experienced people around you. You know, when Jim Montgomery went to Dallas, he, he, he got Rick Bonus to come in with him. Ryan, that's, that's what he's got to do. Patrick Wise said it for a long time. You want to, you're interested in winning and competing for Stanley Cup? Hire Patrick Waugh. Hire Patrick Waugh. And Tarasenko and Kane aren't going back to the Rangers. It's over. It's done with. That's not what they need. Take the money and get your team built better and stronger and deeper. Like the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights. What a story, ladies and gentlemen. What a story. We'll be back. Episode 141 with more stories. Maybe the story of Vegas's first cup. Maybe somehow Florida extending the series. One thing we do know is we're here into June. The silly season continues, and we haven't even started the draft, UFA, and all the other trades that we think are in play as these teams try to get better in a very tough and competitive 32-team league. Craig, I'll just close with, don't tell me how hard it is. Just get it done. You know who that quote's from? You don't tell me how hard it is. Just get it done, my friend. I love it because if that's what George McPhee said, they never would have given him a job. Oh, Bill, this is going to be tough. It's so okay. Well, then I'll find somebody else that's not going to make excuses that he's going to make parade plans because that's something that is discussed in Vegas as we say goodbye, Craig. Bellagio Fountains. Come on. Come on, Golden Knights. <laughs> I want to see, I want to see some celebration of the Bellagio Fountain. <laughs> Great stuff. Great stuff. For producer Bruce Bolton, Mr. Craig Button in Calgary. I'm Steve Coolius. Enjoy game number five. We'll talk to you when it's all said and done. And more silly season topics, because that makes the world hockey world spin round and round. See ya.